Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Colony Drop, a Gundam podcast, where we talk about anything and everything related to the Mobile Suit Gundam franchise. My name is Brian, my co-pilot is Isaac, and today's episode picks up right where we left off last week, discussing Gundam video games that may interest you, including Isaac's favorite, the series known as Girin's Greed. So let's get back to it. What's next on your list, Brian? One game that people really seem to enjoy is another one from the Versus series called Gundam vs. Zeta Gundam. So this came out in 2005 for the PS2. It has really low ratings. I think IGN gave it something like a 3-something out of 10, which is super low. That seems pretty harsh to me, given how many people really enjoy this game. Similar to your AGE game, in this game you kind of just play through the one-year war, uh, as well as the grips conflict with some sort of, I think there's some alternate scenarios uh, that you can unlock, like, you know, people die or don't die, that kind of thing. But I just thought that's a pretty cool game because if you want to play through some storylines for Gundam, this covers both the one-year war and the grips conflict, which is a lot to cover in one video game. That's a lot of characters, a lot of mobile suits, but apparently it's all in there for the PS2 2005, so go check it out if that sounds appealing. One cool thing about this is it has alternate colors for the suits. So you can put all your Xeon suits in Federation colors and vice versa. <laughs> uh, and the same thing for the, the AUG and the Titans. And it also applies to like mobile armors, I think. Yeah, Gives you a lot of inspiration for, for models, you know, if, you, if you're into painting. That sounds um, pretty cool, actually, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of neat, I thought. <laughs> the funniest thing I read about this game was that... So for those of us who have watched some of the old Gundam dub shows, you may remember that 0079 and Char's Counterattack were dubbed by one studio, but Zeta Gundam was dubbed by a different studio. So there were different voice actors playing the same characters. So this game, being Gundam vs. Zeta Gundam, it includes characters that went to both shows, you know, Amuro, Char, Hayato, those kind of players. This game... I'm sure they just use the stock voices. So as a result, they use both sets of English voice actors for the same characters, and they switch off. So sometimes Amro will sound one way, and then maybe a few seconds later, he might sound a little different because a different voice actor is voicing him in both time at both times. That must be really jarring. Like that that's Probably. right up there with like animation changes, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. But it goes back to the whole you need to sell it, and you need to use what you have. So you you dip into the the master data of these are our voice lines that we have recorded. So those are the ones we're going to use. And I'm sure the executives don't really give two craps that two different voice actors voice the same the same character. And they're definitely not going to pay for for one of them to come back and voice the missing lines. So that's what they got apparently. So I would love to go find some clips of of the switching because that's kind of funny. This is the voice acting equivalent of like, you know, you're driving and like you see a McDonald's and your mom's like, no, we have food at home. <laughs> we have pre-recordings at home. <laughs> I'll make you a hamburger at home, son. Yeah. It's like, don't worry. We have food at home. We're like, it's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So that, that was a, that was a big favorite for a lot of people. Gundam versus Zeta Gundam, uh, as well as Federation versus Yon, which we already talked about from back from 2002. So again, the, the versus series really holding up. Another one people really enjoyed was called the Gundam Breaker series. The Gundam Breaker series started in 2013. I think the one that people like the most is Gundam Breaker 3 for the PS4. came out in 2016. And it's basically like a, a, a Gunpla hack and slash battle game, kind of like 
like it's, it's basically like Dynasty Warriors if you've ever played any of those games. But it's based on Gunpla. So the story is, I think it's always like an original story. So you get to build and customize your own Gunpla and then fight it, you know, in Dynasty Warriors style hack and slash. And you can customize your Gundam, all the parts, you can paint it different colors, you know, that kind of thing. So it's very fast paced. Again, if you like Dynasty Warriors and you like Gunpla, you like customization, Gun, the Breaker series um, seems to be where it's at. I think there's a new... There's a newer uh, Gundam Breaker game called New Gundam Breaker, but it doesn't sound like people like that one quite as much as Gundam Breaker 3. So if you have a PS4, I would probably check out Gundam Breaker 3 if Gunpla customization sounds cool to you. That actually sounds pretty fun to me. I don't know. What do you think, Isaac? I would like it, but it would have to be done well. I'd almost have to see how they do it because it's so critical in the show, right? Like how you're actually kind of customizing your Gundam. It it kind of makes or breaks no matter what Gundam you, you, you're actually using. You right. know, yeah. what mobile suit you're using, you know, there's so many tweaks you could do to it that make all the difference in the middle of a battle. You know, so I wonder if they even had like something where you could put like cotton inside of it, like that uh, <laughs> that one character did with her Akbear. Oh yeah, <laughs> so it, like makes it instantly repel like physical attacks. <laughs> but it's very yeah. prone to That'd like fire cool. attacks. It'll catch on fire. Yeah, is that what happened? No, that I don't. Really I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. I like that idea. It gets very meta in a way. Kind of reminds me of this one game I did some research on. It's a versus game, too, but this one specifically stuck out to me. Mobile Suit Gundam, Gundam versus Gundam. This was 2008, arcade and PSP. What was special about this one, Brian, was that it takes place in our world, but in the future. <laughs> <laughs> so let me explain. It takes place in 2030, all right, and it includes all Gundam series, pretty much, and their spinoffs. What happens in the actual setting of the game, though, is the Devil Gundam comes to the, like our world in 2030, and he invades like video game systems, and oh, he wow. combines all of them into one. <laughs> so the heroes of all the different Gundam series have to team up to fight the Devil Gundam and you know save the world or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so nice. I thought that was yeah. I thought that was maybe the most obvious and kind of a genius way of explaining why all the heroes would be in character working together against a common enemy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of for it though. Cause it's, I don't know. It sounded, it sounded fun. You know, I'm not too big on, on most of the Gundam versus Gundam descriptions I read, but this sounded like a cool idea. I thought. <laughs> yeah. It sounds ridiculous enough to be great as a video game. I can't think of like the equivalent. Like, I don't know if like you, you heard about this movie coming out where like, the devil like needed to be stopped by like every superhero in DC <laughs> and Marvel and like X-Men like and Jesus <laughs> or something <laughs> like the, uh, people would go see it because it's just so out there I think you know oh yeah yeah it's a spectacle right and, and I think like, that's it's a big, a big showdown <laughs> yeah yeah and I think that's a big draw for Gundam right I mean if you'll argue with your friends about what suits better than another suit and so what better way to to get people to buy the game than to you know put them all in, in one game and I think that's why a lot of people like the extreme versus series you know because they're they've got 183 of them to choose from and they're all from different shows so yeah if you if you do the yeah, same thing exactly. you put them all in in, in a story together you know that's definitely going to be pretty popular speaking of uh, great video games well it's a matter of opinion <sighs> the, the dynasty warrior gundam games are on my list brian did they make it to your list uh no they did not okay I don't blame you for not putting them on because, sorry listeners, if you're a big fan, I'm not that big of a fan of the Dynasty Warrior Gundam games. Every Dynasty Warrior game I've played 
always came off as a little repetitive to the point of being boring, right? It's the same pretty static, low AI enemies that you fight the same static maps, and it's just hack and slash over and over again, just repetitive moves. I, I never found it too interesting and but i mean they pumped out these dynasty warrior gundam games right <laughs> they had them on ps2 ps3 xbox <laughs> it was like a fungus spreading <laughs> yeah um, i haven't i haven't played too many dynasty warrior games i've i've played the first hyrule warriors which was made by the dynasty warriors team uh, but you know it's a zelda game i did kind of lose interest in that pretty quickly based on for the same reason that you just said it was very repetitive so yeah i'm not sure those games are are my favorite either but i know there are a lot of people who really love the dynasty warrior games and i think yeah i think they people just love those games because it's you know you get to do a bunch of big attacks and kill a lot of enemies (laughs) all the time right there's no break (laughs) in the action you kind of just oh here comes another horde and then you just with kind of the same three four hit combo yeah, the uh, scale though always gets thrown off. Kind of, I felt though, because like you know, would a uh, hundred Zaku's really charge one gun? <laughs> you know, or vice versa. You know, twenty Doms leading like a hundred Zaku's on like <laughs> in a city square. <laughs> yeah, have they done that in the real show? They may have won. They may have actually destroyed the Gundam if a hundred Zaku's attacked him at once. Probably. I mean, at a certain point, Amro has trouble with like more than four enemies at once. So, yeah, he's only got so much ammo. So. Yeah, exactly. He can only he can only point his gun in one direction. What's a, what's another game on your list, Brian? So what I got one on here that I think you would really enjoy, and that one is called Mobile Suit Gundam Zionic Front. This oh, came out. This yeah. is on my list. Yep, came out in two thousand one for the PS two, and it's a third person action game, but it's slower paced, so it's more of a strategy game, and I, I would say it's much more of mm-hmm. a simulation than like the Versus series. This is another one that has a really cool sort of side story. Uh, so you play as Lieutenant Garrett Schmitzer and his newly formed Zeon commando unit uh, by Cassilia Zabi called the Midnight Fenrir, uh, which that's a great mm-hmm. name, first of all. So I'm in just yeah. based on that. And you play as part of this group and you, you go through various famous one-year war battles, uh, Battle of Seattle, uh, Battle of Jabrow. And then you end up in Australia, but you're stranded on Earth uh, after you fight to get the last <laughs> Zeon remnants off of earth and i believe the fate of the midnight fenrir core is never revealed uh which is pretty neat so maybe purposely uh-huh. left that thread open but the whole time you're being pursued by a federation pilot named agar and he pilots the gundam mudrock which i believe is unit six and i think oh, it's wow. also your favorite uh rx78 version not anymore right. <laughs> <Get> me. <laughs> that's pretty cool yeah i remember hearing about this game when it came out just from like you know, other people that had it. I never played it, but I always thought it was so cool they're actually playing a Xeon. <clears throat> I believe yeah. it was the first one where you exclusively played as Xeon, at least for PlayStation, if I remember that right. And I did watch some video of this game being played. You know, while it is third-person action, it is very much slower than, say, something like the Versus series, where the right. Versus series, you're kind of flying all over the place, going super fast, Blah, 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 you know, but this one takes place on Earth. And you know what? If you want your Zaku to walk to the other side of the mountain, 
your ass has to walk to the other side of that mountain, and it's gonna take you a long time because your little Zaku is gonna go dunk, 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 and he's gonna have to walk all the way over there, <laughs> and you and you know you're gonna get attacked by like a helicopter or or something else, and so it's and you have to you know aim really carefully. It, it's definitely more of a simulation um, and and strategy based. You know you have to call your allies, tell them where to go on the map, that kind of thing. So that's why I think this would be right up your alley. Yeah, after this podcast, I think I'm going to watch like a playthrough and just like check it out, you know. <clears throat> yeah, and again, yeah. 2001, so you know, the graphics probably, they're not up to par um, for today's standards. But gameplay-wise, sounds pretty fun. I think a lot of people really enjoyed it. Plus, it sounds like it has a pretty neat story. And the Gundam Mudrock is a super cool design. So, yeah, I don't know. I think that, that one's worth checking out. I would, I would play through that one. You had me at Xeon. <laughs> <laughs> had him. Uh, here's one you <clears throat> probably have no interest in. Most Gundam Encounters in Space. So this oh. came out in 2003 for the PS2. It's a th- it's similar, third-person action shooter. I think this one is uh, less strategy-based than Xeonic Front, probably more like Rise from the Ashes, except third-person instead of um, first-person. This one apparently is... <clears throat> people really love this game. Not because it's the greatest game, but apparently it it's one of the few games that sort of nails space combat. We talked a little bit about this in the theme park episode of trying to design that game, which turns out Bond of the Battlefield kind of already is. But space combat just seems like it's much harder, uh, right? You know, to to do because you you know you have the up and down as well as the the left and the right. You're not on land, right? Yeah. So this whole game takes place in space. Everything is a space combat battle. And it's based on UC. It, I think it has a very small section uh, that, that that's an original story, but the, for the most part, you play as you know known characters uh, during famous battles throughout the One Year War. Um, but I I think if I'm remembering right, I think this is the game that has some really cool cutscenes with like newer animation of maybe some older some older stuff. Like I'm pretty sure they reanimated the final shot of the Gundam from Mobile Suit Gundam. Um, oh. Yeah, so it's pretty cool seeing that because. You know, Gundam, the original series has really uh, old animation, as we've talked about many times. So getting to see that reanimated. Now, granted, this game came out in 2003, so now the the newer version is still 17 years old as of this recording. But it still looks way better uh, than the 1979 version. Even if you're not going to play the game, I would recommend trying to find the, the clip from Encounters in Space of the final shot. Damn, that sounds pretty cool, actually. I mean... God, how interesting they put in the effort to reanimate <laughs> part of a series. I guess maybe just the critical parts, or they thought parts that they thought fit the the storyline of the game, but they they still haven't moved their feet to actually redo the whole series. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Have you ever uh-huh. heard of a uh, the anime Legend of the Galactic Heroes? I have. Yep, I've never watched it, but I've heard of it. Yeah, they uh, remade it, or they're at least in the process of know remaking it in segments so i figured that's such an epic long series why not just do the same for gundam but you know i'm sure we'll get there i'm sure it's being planned in some conference room slowly but sure <laughs> we'll get there one day yeah i did actually see something about that i i forget where i read this i think it might have been a post on reddit or, or something else but um i think i was just you know watching youtube videos one day and i came across the trailer for origin and the trailer wasn't actually really a trailer for Origin at all. It was really just they they reanimated about it was less than a minute of the Gundam stepping off the platform for the first time and firing oh. its Vulcans at the Zaku from Episode oh, One. Wow. 
in the in the origin style. And as you know, I mean, at the very end of Origin, we see the white base fly off in the new animation. And I, so I forget whether it was an article somewhere or someone on Reddit was saying that, you know, clearly they intend to do the whole series that way. Otherwise, they would not have made assets for the Gundam and for the white base. Who knows what else they've, they've already made in that yeah. in that sort of style. And then I also read something someone was saying that you know, they, they want to do it, but they can't get... Uh, it's going to take a really long time, and they no animation studio wants to sign up to do it for that long or dedicate that much resources, and it's just it's basically a sketch scheduling issue. I don't know if that's true. could be. I mean, we're getting a little bit off topic now, but we're, <laughs> we're uh, as we've talked about before, if remaking this is basically franchise planning, right? Like, you want them to survive another 40 years. So... If if you're if you're gonna redo the main series, you want to redo it the best you can so that it lasts the longest possible time, right? You you want that thing in 4K, widescreen, best everything, right? Right. So, so yeah, maybe they're just taking their time. I don't know, but there is a I think it's just called you know Gundam Rising or something. So yeah, highly recommend you go watch it. It's 30 seconds max. It's the Gundam getting up. But in the origin style, firing its Vulcans looks pretty damn cool. Speaking of pretty cool, and speaking of uh, recent animation, one of the games on my list is Mobile Suit Gundam Unicorn. Did this make mm. it to your list, Brian? It did not, although I assume Unicorn had at least a few games. Yeah. Ironically, well, not ironically, but interestingly, this game, I put it for two interesting reasons, actually. Uh, this game is only based on the first three episodes. <laughs> so I, I figured, oh, this must have been something that they probably just machined out as quick as they could. Maybe they fell behind schedule or something like that. And I don't know, timing was an issue. So they said, okay, there's only three episodes out. Get this game out and make it on those three episodes. <laughs> That's right. Yep. Yeah. Pump it out. Because, I mean, so. the, the release timing, you know, it was, what, at least a year ish between yeah, every right. episode almost half a year yeah so i could see that for sure yeah what's interesting too about this one is there's three arcs you can play as and two of them are neo zeon two oh, of them wow. one of them's marita who if you remember is the pyatria yep. also known as the, co- the quad wing mm-hmm. um you can play as full frontal interesting you know yeah being the sinanju and of course banajer who uh, pies the unicorn so I thought, that was, I thought that was interesting. I wondered what made them want to make it a villain focused in a way. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. you know, actually, okay. I figured they'd probably like watch the first three episodes and like, okay, who are the three coolest people as pilots? Two of them are Xeon. Who cares? Just make the game. <laughs> <laughs> What's next on your list, Brian? The final one on my list is the G generation games. So there's a series of games called, <laughs> called SD Gundam G Generation, and then they have a bunch of subtitles. Um, so these are more like strategy RPGs, so closer to like Final Fantasy Tactics, if anyone's ever played those. Um, and there's a lot of fans out there for the G Generation games. And these games use SD Gundam sprites, and they, you know, there's a ton of games. I think I counted 20 G Generation games, at least, in total. And they cross, you know, all timelines, tons of suits, um, so if you're looking for variety and you want an RPG, then the G generation games, I think is, is where you want to spend your time. Interesting. SD doesn't get a lot of, uh, love. 
But you know what? Might as well make a game, right? Yeah, well, and actually, so there were 20 G-Generation games, but there's more than that that have SD Gundam in it. There are 57 total SD Gundam games. Uh-huh. So out of our out of our 199, 57 are SD Gundam related. 20 of those 57 are the G-Generation games. So SD Gundam gets a lot of gets a lot of play. Now, you know, some of these are probably pretty old. I see a lot of Super Nintendo, but even there's one even on Virtual Boy. Check that out. Game Boy Advance. <laughs> a lot of them are on the NES and the Wonder Swan. So that, yeah, there's definitely a lot of old ones here. Game Boy, Game Gear. But that doesn't change the fact. I mean, they you know they made those games. So it's not that I don't like SD Gundam, but like I'd have to like want to play the right kind of game to, for SD Gundam. You know, like almost something that's kind of doesn't take itself too seriously. Like maybe a Smash Brothers type SD Gundam game or something. That that sounds yeah. like it'd be fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, I agree. Cool. I think it's also just a time thing, right? If you have a limited amount of time and you have to choose between all these different Gundam games, which one are you going to choose? If I was 13 and had a lot of time, sign me up for SD Gundam. In my 30s with no time, I'm probably going (laughs) to spend it on Bonds of the Battlefield (laughs) if I get the chance. (laughs) Yeah, there goes all your money. (laughs) Hey. If I get to put me in a Zaku, it's worth it. <laughs> I'm surprised you could pick the Zaku. I, you'd be in the gym sniper, <laughs> like shooting yeah, across the map, true. wouldn't you? Yeah. Whatever is available. Yeah. What What well, if you right. okay? What What if you go though to Japan, Isaac, and oh, no. you know, and you get you get into the arcade, you walk in, right, and uh-huh. you find you find the bonds of the battlefield section. And there's only one pod open. And you have to play as the Gundam. Like, you can't play as the Zaku. How heartbroken will you be? I, I would I would take it on the chin. Just again, like the cockpit and you know, go through the motions. I'd, I'd have to visualize in my mind that I'm a Xeon pilot and this is a simulation. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're doing combat data to try to like understand the mindset of Gundam pilots so we can defeat them. <laughs> There you go. Problem solved. <laughs> Problem that's solved. That's how we. That's how we do things on the uh, on the Great Daguin, my flight, my flagship, <laughs> <laughs> the King Space Pig. There you go. <laughs> and the last one I had on my list was probably the one that you started out with. So what what is that? What is the gaping hole that we haven't talked about? <laughs> the gaping, open, heaving hole is Garen's greed, Brian. Mm-hmm. Garen's greed. I believe it's also called a Giren no Yabu. Also sometimes called Giren's Ambition, interestingly. This is like the Gundam chess, you know, the Gundam <laughs> Risk. It's 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 essentially a grand strategy game, um, sometimes called Forex games, right? Explore, expand, exploit, exterminate. So in addition to actually doing battles and stuff, you actually have to do things like research and development, things like... Um, you know, uh, uh, mine resources and, you know, increase your production capacity so you can actually manufacture more ships and manufacture more mobile suits and things like that. So lots of lots of pieces and, you know, pieces of uh, information to keep track of and things to do as you uh, try to liberate the Earth sphere or conquer it. It's it's such a sprawling series. It's evolved over time. Um, the The first one was just the one-year war, but as it goes on, and there's been different versions made, there's been some uh, interesting options you can take. Um, there's sort of like scenarios where you can 
have different things happen in different timelines. You could you can have like uh, the Titans get created, different like versions of Neo Zeon get created. Like uh, there's a version called Zeon Reborn led by Garma. There's a version led by Kaecilia called Legitimate Zeon. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, something really cool I read was of all the people, Brian, guess who can potentially make their own faction? Hmm. And this is like outside of the usual suspects? Uh, completely. Like not even a left field. Out of the park. Uh, out of the park. Kai? No. Tem Ray. Tem Ray? Tem Ray can create something called the Tem Ray Army. Wow. <laughs> and uh, let me just jump ahead a little bit. Okay. If you win the game the, the, as Tem Ray's army, here's their ending. All right. He takes over the Earth Sphere, and like his faction is pretty much just a group of scientists, right? Yeah. That's what their thing is. So they're running the Earth Sphere, and Tem Ray creates an artificial intelligence to run the world. Oh, wow. And the AI pretty much forces him into retirement. The AI pretty much tells the public that, like, okay, he's going to go work on the next Gundam or something like that. And they just never hear from Temre again, kind of implying that I think the AI either killed him or just, you know, he's been abandoned in some cabin somewhere or something. Wow, that's like a real hard sci-fi turn. Yeah, like Skynet wins. (laughs) But um, Yeah, so, and it it also says that people aren't being happy ruled by a machine, but there's nothing they can do. Jeez. So, yeah, it's a... (laughs) An oppressive but peaceful future uh, under Tem Ray's rule, but um. <laughs> so but in yeah. these in these Garen's Greed games, do you do you choose who you play as, or are you sort of just like the 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 player affecting the the world as a whole and like all the pawns in it? No, no, no. You're yeah. You're not even like the leader of each side. You're above that. You're just controlling each individual like pilot and the overall strokes of like what happens uh-huh. in the game, you know, there, there's almost like two different modes, right? There's like the main sort of overview mode where you're just kind of managing and running your government. The thing game takes place over like 150 turns. So oh, okay. in your turn, you need to like start moving around your fleets, you know, decide how many with each fleet, what are you researching? You know, how much resources do you have to manufacture new weapons and things like that? Um, what's interesting about it too is like you don't necessarily have to make, you know, if you're the Federation, you can keep making those double barrel tanks if you wanted. Um, <laughs> you'll probably perform poorly in battle against like even Zaku's, but you know, it's your prerogative. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Like if you read some of the things players write um, online, because there is an attempt by like a lot of English players to play it, even if they don't know Japanese so much. A lot of players have been able to sort of figure out what certain combinations of like Japanese writing kanji means, you know, like start and, and guess yeah, like of a course. deployed troops or something like that. So you can kind of stumble your way through it, I guess, with the online community. But it gets pretty like complex as far as, you know, oh, this, you know, what do I do? I need advice, guys. I have too many Musai's. I should have built more Zanzibars so I can actually <laughs> leave Earth and like move more troops around and stuff like that. Right. So it's it's very, uh, very intense. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very much it's, it's very much like the civilization games kind of. Pretty much, yeah. I'd say it's that level of strategy. So it's, I wouldn't say it's a casual game, really. It sounds much more like something you'd play over days, weeks, maybe, as you try to free the Earth Sphere from the uh, from Zeon rule or uh, use Zeonic forces to conquer it. 
And there's a lot of these games, right? Like, what, what kind of systems are they on? Some of them were on PC. A lot of them were on the Playstations. So mm-hmm. it's been uh, very Japanese-centric, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> and are they are they not... I assume they have, they've not been officially translated. I, I wonder if there's any fan translation projects out there. Possibly, but uh, last time I checked, it seems like if you're in, if you're an English speaker an English reader and you want to play the game, you just really have to stumble through it. You know, you'll maybe write things down in like a notebook or something like that, and you can just <laughs> flip through it and try to match. You know, and then it's like, oh, okay, this this screens for you know picking what pilots I want to go with the fleet. You know, yeah. things like that. That's so, tough. Yeah, but it sounds like an awesome game. I'd love to play. Um, Having seen some videos of it, I wasn't too thrilled with how the actual battle map looks. It almost looks more like less of a chessboard and more like a, I don't know, a a, a board game. <laughs> you know, oh, like, okay. Yeah. Like there's squares, they have to move in certain areas, and then, you know, they lead over here to this part of the battle, and there's like a fork in the road and <laughs> all that. It, it kind of made me scratch my head, like, why is this happening in like a Baoku? Like, should we just be able to kind of move in, in any direction? But... You know, I, I digress. I'm sure there was a logic behind it, but <laughs> maybe yeah. they put all their effort into the story on this one. Maybe, yeah, pretty much because depending on what game you're playing, the story can like shoot off into different you know areas. Um, really, how you're starting out as might have an impact on what units you can build and things you can do, what pilots you have access to. You know, if you if you start off and you choose the Titans in one of the games, you're not going to be able to necessarily pick like you know, Amuro Ray. That would right. that wouldn't fit. But right. um, you know, and who knows what crazy things have to happen in Zeon for them to start splintering up into like Zeon Reborn and legitimate Zeon and all that. <laughs> Good Legit- lord, legitimate Zeon. Was she just like I have to make yeah. them know that we are the one, and it has to be in the name. At that po- at that point, like Dagwin makes his own code, like real Zeon. <laughs> Dagwin makes first Zeon. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, maybe Mrs. Zabi comes out of retirement and she creates like organic Zeon, <laughs> natural Zeon. But I mean, this game would be so cool for us to play, Brian, because like, if it would be turn based, we could essentially make our moves right and then end our turns, and then the game would like sync, and then. We would just do this for days, if not weeks, right? Right, as, yeah. As Bandai, for us. Yeah, Bandai, where is my mobile translated version of Garen's yeah. Greed? Why, why can I not play it remotely? <laughs> that, that seems... just, just get, I'll keep the crappy graphics. Just, you know, just translate it. Put it over yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. But what can we do? Man, what, what, what had to happen in the timeline for Tem Rays to win? You know? Well... Yeah, I don't know. I thought you were going to say his faction was called the Terrible Fathers Association. <laughs> the, the, the neglectful job. Yeah, failed fathers. Yeah. Remember in Origin, he like he came home and was like, Amaro, you know, if you're going to have a girl over, you should at least like clean up and wear pants. <laughs> oh, what a failure. Oh, Mr. A clueless Ray. failure. Yeah. He spent way too much time in the lab. Yeah. God, how horrible was Zeon on the battlefield that Temray would win? And how, how how bad was like the Federation that they let Temray just build well, did, Yeah, army? did he he must have usurped control of, of Anaheim or how did he have the resources to 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 take over? I'm I'm gonna say something like that happened or 
I have to assume his faction has almost no pilots or weak pilots, or maybe their suits are just, you know, run by program and they have no officers. It's just the scientists making machines that essentially fight on their own, probably just with general direction from the scientists. Mm. Tim Ray, huh? What a kook. It's kind of interesting though. I imagine they start on the moon and then from there they just like, okay, we're going to start running the show. We don't need the Federation. We'll defeat them and we'll defeat Xeon. <laughs> New plan. The third faction. Yeah. New, no one's going to see us coming, guys. You <laughs> got to trust never me. never know. Yeah. Shouldn't you check on your son, sir? Who? <laughs> Who's uh, isn't his name Amaro? <laughs> isn't he a pilot in the war? <laughs> uh, yeah, what oh, happens right, to I Amaro forgot. in that? What happens to Amaro in that scenario? Do you know? No. <laughs> I guess Tim Ray doesn't care either. I mean, presumably, if he was going to take over, he would have to defeat the Gundam. Maybe, or in this timeline. Oh, you, you know what? Amuro is, to an extent, he's kind of spineless, right, in the first series. <laughs> so I, I can see Amuro kind of be like, oh, I guess I'll do what you say, Dad, you know? <laughs> um, son, I'm going to need you to come back to the moon and lead my army. <laughs> oh, yeah. What if, what if it's... Like, that was the that was the original... I think I read a, like an interview with George Lucas or something where he was talking to um, either Mark Hamill or, or someone. Maybe it was um, Lawrence Kasdan, the guy who writes, uh, the guy who wrote Empire Strikes Back. And he was saying that at the end of Return of the Jedi, they had this conversation of George Lucas said, you know, what I really want Luke to say right now when he like holds out his hand to, Dar- to Darth Vader at the end after they've thrown the Emperor overboard. He was like, oh, you know what would be the best ending to this would be to have Luke say something like, now, Father, we can take over the galaxy together. Um, But then, you know, obviously the series wasn't headed in that direction. So that would, yeah, I mean, that clearly would have went a different way. But, you know, I'm I'm sure there's a whole bunch of alternate Star Wars stuff that would go into that. But that's, that's kind of what this is to me, right? Where... You, you you could have that father son dynamic where may, maybe you're right maybe maybe Amuro fights on Temre's side and that's how he takes over. Maybe that'd be kind of cool though. God, like maybe like George Lucas has like the only copy of them filming that scene or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if they even filmed the scene. I think it was just a conversation between him and um, either either Mark Hamill or or, or whatever. But yeah, oh. I mean at that point, you know, I don't think. Star Wars was on a certain trajectory. I'm sure he, yeah, yeah. I mean that would have that would have completely changed the whole dynamic of the of the series. But um, yeah, but yeah, you know what? Reason. I mean, these factions all sound so interesting. Like if I ever play the game, I'd want to do like the timelines and actions that get to these factions. You know, oh, just yeah, to see sure. what happens. Yeah, it yeah. just it'd be so interesting. Such like a alternate history kind of thing that'd be like all right let's let's see what this is all about and there's a lot to do because the story goes through not only the original series but zeta double mm-hmm. zeta shards counterattack and they even get to hathaway's flash oh wow so, that's a lot to cover yeah and even this manga series called advance of z flag of titans so oh, yeah there's there's titan stuff going on in uh some of the later Giran's greeds so. there you go yeah, I think so. If you're if you're a fan who really loves what if scenarios, Gears Greed is where you want to live. Go fumble through the the Japanese. If you can't read it. <laughs> you know what's kind of sinister? At the end of Temray's ending, there's no name for the AI. Like, <laughs> oh wow, 
that that adds like okay every ai that's bad in like a sci-fi series or whatever right or a movie they always give it some name right skynet or you know i don't know mother brain or whatever It's, it's always some looming threat that gets a name right yeah it it's so the more i think about it it's kind of horrifying that this government ai never gives itself a name or never tells people to give it itself a name it's just you know the government now <laughs> yeah that is pretty terrifying actually it seems more real that way right like imagine getting a knock on your door and like i don't know it's like robot goons and like wait who are you who are you with just nothing you just know we have, the government. We have no name. Yeah. You know it's the authority, the government. <laughs> we don't need a name. Yeah, we don't even need to talk. You know why we're here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. So I mean, we we covered quite a lot then. I mean, after hearing all this, I really want to play Bonds of the Battlefield. Yeah. And and Garen's Greed. Those are the top of my list. And you know what? Now that we're done with this sort of, you know, run through of lots of different Gundam games say what you will about them not being able to get a high score but there's a lot of variety yeah they're making game for every gamer mm-hmm. out there right we we've covered rpgs we covered ac- uh, fighting games we've covered action games and then with with gear and greed you have this what did you call it a 4x game i've never even heard that term yeah. before but that's pretty neat um so and then you know bonds of the battlefield you've got your simulators <laughs> so they've got it all covered Except for one thing, though, Brian, right? What's the oh. one thing they don't have covered? What's they, the one game? You'll notice, listeners, <laughs> that they don't have a racing game. Oh! And we gave them all the material they need a few weeks ago in the Gundam Mario Kart episode. So, Bandai, you've got a gaping hole in your video game resume right now for the Gundam franchise. Go get it done. You know where to reach us <laughs> at Colony Dropcast <laughs> on Twitter. We're, we're here. We will consult. <laughs> I can't believe you said gaping hole again. Comment <laughs> below how many times in the podcast we said gaping hole. <laughs> like you got punched by a Zaku in your torso. <laughs> Just a gaping hole made by a heat rod or something. <laughs> uh, um, I guess the games that I would gravitate towards beyond bonds of the battlefield and kieran's greed are the ones that have like the original side stories just because i i like learning about new gundam stories that i don't already know about so that's things like rise from the ashes uh zionic front um so i you know i would definitely be down to play like those those kind of games if i could kind of get a hold of them and you know and have the extra time so for those people that feel the same way you know, I noticed I don't see a lot of new games coming out like that. Like, I don't see a lot of new original UC side story games coming out. I mean, it seems like we're getting a lot of these sort of gunplay games and, like, the the fighting games, like the Extreme Versus series. I don't, I don't feel like we're getting a lot a lot of new Rise from the Ashes, unless you, you found some, Isaac. But no. um, <laughs> it seems like, that, seems like that style has kind of fallen off a bit, and maybe that's just because those games are more risky. But there is a game... Uh, that came out for the PS3, I think, a few years ago called Gundam Side Stories, and it collects eight of those side story games. So if you're interested in those, that, to me, is like a prime way to consume them if it's got eight in, in one package that you could go buy. So that seems pretty good. I might try to track that one down, even though I don't own a PS3. I mean, so, at this point, they're kind of cheap. So <laughs> Yeah, I think my brother owns one. Maybe I'll go hey, borrow it. There you go. He'll come through. <laughs> um, I would also be 
you know, I think in general, I think we, we would want to hear from you listeners what your favorite Gundam game is and, and kind of why. And then if there's any of you out there who maybe you lived in Japan during the 80s and you played some of these gun, these games from the 80s uh, in the in the home computer era uh, or even some of the games from like the, the early 90s that were on Super Nintendo or Game Boy uh, that we didn't really talk about here just because we don't know that much about them. You know, I'd love to hear your opinion on those to see because, you know, for example, a lot of people in the sort of modern console world of Nintendo, Sony, Sega, all the early 2000s games are remembered quite fondly. And I'm wondering if those who grew up in the 80s uh, and 90s, you know, playing those those Japanese only Gundam games, I wonder if you feel the same way about those games or or maybe they were just all terrible and and. And that's why no one talks about them as much. But uh, I'd just be curious if anyone out I mean, probably a long shot, but it would be curious if, if anyone uh, has some thoughts on those. Man, there's just a world of Gundam games waiting to be explored. But Bonds of the Battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> that, that trumps them that, all. That is, our, that is my first stop. Um, arrival in japan like excuse I'll, me yes look. And, 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 are you gonna ask the customs guy uh which way to the nearest bond of the battlefield the console yeah. or pod I'll, whatever i'll be in my finest uh first class xeon admiral uniform excuse me you you clearly know where i where i'm going could you just kindly point me in the right direction they'd probably Maybe do you're... it because the japanese people are so nice Probably, like, I'm sure you know of my grandfather, Admiral Delon. <laughs> <laughs> you, I'm sure you've heard he of that. He died bravely in combat. He was kind of a big deal around these parts. Yeah, maybe you heard of Operation Stardust. <laughs> well, they need me in my dom. <laughs> you're, you're, you're alone, dom tropping. It's the extra husky one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> So, listeners, I hope you enjoyed our kind of overview slash discussion about Gundam video games. I hope maybe we, you know, turned you on to one you hadn't heard about. Um, like I said, I, I think we'd be interested to hear about what your favorite Gundam video game is or which one. Or maybe you have one where uh, you just really hated it and you want to let us know which ones were terrible. So, yeah, leave us leave us a comment. Uh, you can, you know, leave us comments on YouTube or on Twitter at Colony Dropcast. And you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Have a good night. Keep on gaming those Gundam games. Like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God.